Are you an ISA or agent struggling to convert your valuable leads? Or are you a team leader looking for advanced scripting and dialogue training for your team? Smart Inside Sales Conversion University is the industry-leading training program designed to give you the ninja-level scripting and objection handlers used by top teams across the country. Conversion U covers scripting, dialogue, objection handling, and closing skills needed to elevate your business through self-paced video training and live interactive expert coaching. Visit smartinsidesales.com slash conversion you to start today. Cash call live again. Uh, Brian Curtis, Dale Archdeacon back for another week. Uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. We're live on Facebook now. And uh, Brian, you know what? I was talking with one of my clients and they said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm booking appointments. So this was an ISA uh, that I was working with. And they said, you know, I'm booking appointments for people to talk to the lender. And a lot of them just aren't picking up or they're not, you know, showing up for that phone call. Uh, and so what can we do about this? And so I said, well, let's listen to some of the calls. And it turns out that, you know, the pitch was pretty decent about speaking to the lender. And, and I just wanted to hear if, there, if I could hear any kind of, uh, you know, if there was anything that was missing, if we're not explaining the value to these people, or if they didn't see that there was a, a good reason to do it, but the call sounded fine. And by the way, Jared Nasso submitted a call to us here in Cash Call. By the way, everybody, you can submit your calls for us to play, and Brian and I would be happy to comment on those. But Jared had submitted one. We listened to it. Brian and I both listened to the call. For the most part, everything sounded good. It sounded like the woman would have that lender conversation. And I've even pulled a call of somebody that we know ghosted, and we can listen to the snippet, and you'll hear it sounds like they're going to have that call. And so then I'll give you guys some questions that you can ask. And I'm sure that Brian may have some kind of reinforcers or best practices for trying to uh, improve the show up rate of either a you know phone call or Zoom or a live appointment. Absolutely. Let me share my computer here. So uh, let's listen to this one, actually. Hey, that's fine. Yeah. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to, is this a cell phone? Can I text you? Sure. Okay, I'm going to text you the link to our app. This is a ISA talking to a lead. We're five minutes into the conversation, done discovery, all that kind of stuff. She's about to uh, get commitment to have a lender conversation. Um, okay. And do you know, like, do you have, so I know you haven't spoken with someone about financing yet. If you'd like to, I can connect you with someone. Um, we have a really good team here and they're really good about having that initial conversation, kind of explaining okay. to you how the process works um, and kind of giving you a good idea of what buying a home would look like for you. If you'd okay. like when you're ready, I can connect you with one of them so that we can get an idea of what kind of price range to set for you. Cause I'm going to okay. do a personalized search and I just don't want to be sending you things that won't, that won't, you know, work for you. That's, that's perfectly fine. Um, how, how late are they available to? Because I'm currently driving right now. Um, they're usually available, I want to say, it's all the way till like 7 o'clock. If you want me to give you a call back, I can transfer you to them. That Yes, yeah, that, that'll be fine. Okay. If I can get a call back, that'll be fine. What time works for you? Um, About 4. Okay, 4 o'clock. So here's what I can tell you happened. It sounds like the woman picked the time, wanted to talk. It sounds like she's going to talk to them, right? This person didn't pick up the phone and didn't answer when the ISA texted again in order to make that conversation happen. And so, you know, when we're working with students, they're like, what, 
what do we do here? Like, how are we going to, it sounds like they're going to show up for this conversation and then they don't. And, you know, in, in talking with them, it's like things do change. Things happen, right? People forget or, you know, a lot of times what happens, I find, Brian, is that when I book an appointment with somebody in that moment, it is a priority for them or it's something that's important. And then that priority changes later and they forget or they decide that it's not that important or they're busy doing whatever and they just don't. So a couple of techniques that I teach people to do. Um, one would be when you're having that conversation and you set that appointment, for instance, with that lender, it might be, uh, you know, hey, Brian, uh, what time works for you? You're going to tell me four o'clock, right? Four o'clock. Okay, great. Hey, Brian, you know, just so I can make sure that the lender is ready for you, what's the biggest question that you have that you want them to answer for you? Just want to know how much uh, I can get, you know, how, how much money I can spend, how, how much, how big a house can I get, basically? Okay, great. So what I did there with that question is I call it getting you to speak your commitment, right? I ask you, what do you want to get out of this? And I get you to give me that information so that I help to solidify, I make you think about being at that appointment or having that conversation and make you come up with what you're going to get out of it. So that's one. And then another thing that we do is I say, so Brian, is there anything that might get in the way of you being able to have that conversation at four o'clock today? You know, uh, the only thing might come up, uh, you know, some, a meeting comes up at work or something, I guess, you know, things, things do happen, but uh, I don't, you know, I guess I could have something happen with my kid, but nothing off the top of my head that, that I see happening. Okay. So there, there's another question, right? Is there anything that might get in the way? And then also, depending on the person that you're talking to, I might ask, got it, Brian. And so if, uh, if I give you a call at four o'clock, but I don't get you, what should I do? Uh, shoot me a text. Shoot you a text. Okay, great. You know what? I'm going to text you right now just to make sure that you're able to get it. Uh, I'm sending you a text. Did you get it, Brian? Yep. Got it. Sure enough. Okay, great. So that's another thing that I would do, right? Text them while you're in the conversation because now if you don't answer later and I text you, I know you get my text messages and you know I know you get my text messages, right? So these are just some additional techniques that I think people can use to help to solidify that appointment and, and the show up rate. Great. And I think it's really powerful to get people to speak commitments because I think one of the things that happens is, you know, we get all fired up about this. Oh, you definitely want to talk to our lender, don't you? I guess if you, if you tell me so. I mean, so what, when, you know, with those questions, especially the first one, like, oh yeah, I want to see how much house I can buy. That is important to me, you know, and because ultimately we're selling people on talking to the lender. Most people aren't going, hey, would you refer me to a lender? That, that does, I'm not saying that never happens, but that's not the majority of the time what's happening. The majority of the time is what happening is, let me tell you why you want to talk to a lender. And, you know, did I hear you? Was I listening? Was, you know, so getting those people to understand, basically you're tying them down into the, you know, so Brian, we're going to be talking at four o'clock today. You know, what's, what would you feel would be a win out of that conversation? Yeah. Like, you know, it's a a question that Dale's asking, all we're doing is getting the person for lack of to participate in the process, right? Because as salespeople, we have a tendency to go do this, 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 and a lot of times that works. But a lot of times, the second I walk away, I'm like, thank God I don't do what Dale says anymore, you know. And you <laughs> right. know, it's funny because I've been studying um personality types, and here's something that's interesting so a lot of salespeople are on the higher D spectrum, you would agree with that, correct. I would agree with that. Absolutely. As I have a tendency to be on the top of that chart. 
Okay, so in, in case you guys don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about DIST. Um, so here's the reality. Only 3% of our population is high D personality, which is an interesting thing. We all seem to flock to leadership and to sales. That's where most of your high D personalities end up. So if that's you... Because we can't take orders from anybody else, Brian. That's why. I'm unemployable. No one else right. can put up with my crap, so I have right. to work for me. Right. Only I have to put up with my crap. But, in, but here's the other thing. 60% of the population is high S. So what's the significance of that? Well, someone whose uh, S spectrum is on the high end, they have a tendency to just kind of go with the flow. And it's not because they don't care. It's because they don't care. And here's what I mean by that. Yeah, that, that's fine, you know, and everything's fine until it's not. But here's the other thing. Most high S person, high D personalities think the S personality is listening to them and doing. No, they just don't care. And they're waiting for you to shut up and get out of the way. Right. And so they'll agree to your thing. And then when you're gone, they're like, thank God I don't have to listen to that bleep, bleep, bleep anymore. I'm going to go do what I want. So under, understanding that and getting them to commitment, and here's more important than even just the commitment I'm making sure they understand the benefit for them, not the benefit for me. The benefit for them of talking to that lender is also right. very important. So, um, you know, it, it, it's just really important to get people to understand and stop telling and start selling is kind of where I'm going with that. You know, can you guys see the benefit of actually getting pre-approved before we go look at some more property? Well, yeah, I, I can too. I think it's important. And, you know, tying them down, getting them to commit is, is so vital. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, by the way, we have uh, 72 people live in Zoom with us. Uh, nice. I think it's a record. And for those of you that are watching this streaming on Facebook or if you're watching it, you know, you can catch the Cash Call role play, uh, replays on YouTube. Uh, you can see this streaming live on Facebook. But if you want to be here live in the, quote, studio on our Zoom meeting with us, basically the you just hit the registration link. You can register for, for being live in the Zoom with us. And... Just a reminder, anybody who's here, publish any, you know, uh, hit us up in chat with any questions that you have. We can answer those things live. Uh, but Brian, uh, you have a call for us today, right? I do. And, um, you know, uh, full disclosure, this is not the best call that I've ever played. So um... <laughs> now wait, what do you mean by that? Meaning that there's not embarrassing things that we can throw rotten fruit at in this one or. There's plenty of that. <laughs> oh, so it is a good one. The so, worse they are, the better. Um, you know what we should do? We we should probably do uh, some uh, best of, worst of, right? We should uh, sort of like, we should have the Razzie Awards. It's like, hey, okay. you really shit the bed on this one, and you get an award. And then we'll have ones where, like, we should bring in some really good calls where people did a good thing. Absolutely. Um, Dale, I don't know how to operate this since this is on your end, but somebody mentioned that the chat is disabled, so we might want to figure out chat is disabled. Yeah, that, that's beyond my technical expertise. Um, so with that in mind, the chat is disabled and um, currently, so feel free to use the Q&A. That does seem to be working. So uh, Dale will work on that while I go get and share my screen. But if he doesn't, just use the uh, Q&A as if it were the chat. So yeah, you can use panelists can chat with attendees. Oh, I see. I found it. All right. Sorry, everybody. We're going to change this. And if we do the recording on uh, when we publish the recording on the podcast, on the podcast click the click the click the stop. All right. With that in mind, I'm going to go ahead and start playing this call while while Dale messes with that. Oh, hello. Hi. Is this Vicky with Curtis Realty? 
Oh, hi, Vicky. Um, sorry, I, it sounded kind of like a machine. Um, we were interested in a, a quick viewing of a property. We weren't sure if it was part of the open houses, and so we made the inquiry on Zillow, and we are connected to you. Okay. What uh, address is it? 1600 Park View Place. 1600? Okay, hang on just a second, and I'll pull that up here real quick. Nope. Pause you it. Go ahead, I would just say, when would you like to go see it? I want to see it 30 seconds from now. Okay, fantastic. And then go into discovery. Okay, just do that. Don't look the property up. Yeah. And so, and with Dale and I've talked about this before, and we'll continue to talk about it until we stop getting phone calls that include it. That being what we're saying is the property doesn't matter. And I wanted to listen what this agent's about to do once she pulls up the property. And thank goodness this this lead client, whatever we want to call them, is going to demonstrate what the majority of leads are not saying, but however thinking. So it's not just me and Dale. Listen to what this lead says when they go through this. They were having an open house today. No, I actually don't know if they're having if it's okay. part of the open houses. Okay. So we 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 hit the link that said you're you know as soon as showing is 5 p.m. today. Okay, let me look here. It's coming. Sorry. I think it's important to okay. hear all the that space. Uh, let me see what it oh, says about this. Okay, so it's near downtown Bentonville. It is sold as is investment property. So here's my question. Did this lead ask for any of this information? No. And, and here's the other thing that we need to remember as agents, all the stuff that this this agent is about to read to this potential client, are, they already knew it. You know how I know? Listen. Right. We, are, we, we reviewed everything that was on Zillow, so we know just about that much about it. <laughs> we really so what we're saying when we're reading oh, off of LS sheet or reading off of, you know, whatever is... We have no understanding. We have no knowledge. Matter of fact, we're just going to regurgitate to you what you already know. Like I can tell you, depending on my mood, I might have hung up. Mm. And, and I'll just because and and I'm an extreme example, Dale, and I'm probably pretty extreme examples. That being said, you can hear the irritation. Like, why are you telling me this? I didn't ask you this question. You're not answering my questions. You're not providing value, is what this lead is saying. Yeah. So at, at this point, uh, like when you have you ever called like a government service building or like city hall and you get that person who clearly doesn't know shit about anything and you probably know more than they do. And you're like, God damn, I'm talking to the wrong person. This this agent has telegraphed all of that information to this lead at this point. Right. She didn't know the property. She's spending time looking up the damn property. Uh, she, uh, like to your point, regurgitates information this lead already knows from Zillow. Like all of this is like you are the wrong person to talk to. And and it negatively impacts this agent's ability to then capture this piece of business potentially. That's why Brian and I are harping on this because she's shooting herself in the foot right now. You cannot know anything but at least fake it better and change the subject is what I'm trying to tell everybody, right? Because the only thing that matters is, is this lead that that agent is talking to 
are they a ready, willing, and able buyer or seller? And so far, the agent has done nothing to figure that out. Fair enough. Just okay. want to know if we can get inside of it. Okay. Uh, let me see what is available today. So, by the uh, way, it, uh, well, hold on, wait, 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 I just said it was five o'clock. Time. So I don't you know. Currently I, that, I was saying something there, but I wanted one to hear what she said. I'm not going to play it back. I'm going to check showing time. <laughs> Another thing I want you guys to stop doing if you're doing it or anyone who's new to this game, nobody knows what showing time is if you're not a real estate agent. Nobody knows what a FISBO is. Nobody knows what an expired is. Nobody knows all these lingo terms that we use. And, and they're great inside the industry. You know, talk about those things. That's fine. Don't say them to the client. Like one of the things I actually laughed at one time, I listened to a phone call and the person said, well, you're a FISBO. I'm like, what did you just call me? <laughs> you know, be careful not to use these terms. They're, they're industry terms. It's important. Now, we own and we live in Colorado. Oh, okay. So are you wanting a video or are you here? No, ma'am. We're here. Um, we're, okay. we're in. Yeah, we're visiting. Okay. Let me see. Oh, my God. I'm going to play more of it because some things happen at the okay. end. We set the appointment. I'm going to fast forward this a little bit. All right, Brian. Um, okay. has, this, has this call been reviewed with the agent? Not yet. It's coming. <laughs> don't don't let her see cash call, but somebody needs to play this call with the agent and help her with this. Yeah, and and you know I'll say this: one of the better agents that I know, uh, you know, in our area. Just I'm going to go and say, you know, benefit of the doubt. We're having a bad day. We weren't prepared. We weren't confident. We all have those bad days. That being said, and I'm going to get on another high horse. One of the one of the things that I really hate in real estate is most of the agents that I'm seeing, whether they're going on an appointment or answering phone calls or making phone calls are not prepared. So one of the things I want people to think about is how confident does this agent sound? Scale of one to 10. I'd say three. three. Okay. I'm not interested in working with somebody who's not confident. Now, again, my personality type may not be everybody else's personality type, but I want, and you know, it's funny, I'm working with a guy and he said this, clients want to be led. Yeah. You can't lead if you're not confident. And do I actually need you to be confident? No, I need you to act confident. Right. And part of this is, you know, I think every real estate agent to go take an acting class. Like, I think it would really be helpful, but we've got to show up in a way, and it's an act to some extent. Now, I'm not saying be disingenuous. That's not my point. But my point is be interested and be confident. And if you're interested and confident, everything else that Dale and I say will make you better. But that's kind of baseline for me. Be prepared when you go to make phone calls. You know, my analogy is if you were a football player, you wouldn't run out to the to the coin toss without your pads on, without your cleats on, without your uniform on and go, I'm ready. We're doing that too much as real estate agents. And we've gotten away with it for the last couple of years because I can meet you at three was a, was a great script. It's not anymore. And, yeah. you know, we end up meeting this person, but, you know, let me listen a little bit more. Did you have another comment before I did that? Uh, yeah, just that um, 
you know, that you're, you're absolutely right when you say that people want to be led. They do. And right now in this conversation, the lead is having to do so much work to get the agent up to speed that this lead will is probably going to question whether or not they'd even want to work with this person because she's so far behind in just not knowing what the hell's going on, right? Uh, and so that's just such a negative, it's, it's putting so much negative pressure on whether or not this salesperson would, would convert this lead. Absolutely. All right. I'm going to play a little a, bit more. Oh, we have a question in the, hold on. We have a question in the chat. So you would ask when are they available? And if the property cannot be shown at that time, reschedule, that sounds like an up call, not an outgoing call. Uh, so this was, um, this here is an inbound call, right? Yes, it's an inbound call. So Connie Martin, what we're suggesting, what both Brian and I are suggesting is don't worry about whether the property is available for showing or not. Uh, let me just role play this. Okay, uh, Connie, I'm yeah. going to demonstrate this for you. Uh, so, uh, Brian, you're going to ring ring me and uh, you're this person and, you know, you've seen this on Zillow and you want to know if you can get in there. Hey, Dale. Um, good to meet you. This is Brian. Yeah, I want to go see this house at 123 Main Street, please. Okay, great, Brian. What time did you want to see it? Five. Five today? Five today. Okay, great. I'm going to see if I can make that happen for you. So, Brian, just have a couple of questions for you. Since I've never spoken to you before, uh, how long have you guys been looking for a home? Uh, about, about a month. Oh, about a month. Hey, that's fantastic. We're in discovery now, Connie Martin, okay? Do I know whether I can, Do I know what property he's talking about? No. Do I know whether I can show it at 5 o'clock today? No. And it doesn't matter right now. I'm going to have a discovery conversation with Brian. If Brian uh, shuts me down and doesn't want to talk to me and only wants to see the property, then I'm, again, I'm going to have to stall him or I'll have to open it up and see if I can book it. Book the damn appointment and then have the conversation with Brian. Well, and, and I'll take it a step further. I've booked appointments on houses that didn't exist. And that's not an exaggeration. I didn't necessarily do it on purpose. I couldn't figure it out, didn't know where it was. Great, I'll meet you there at five o'clock. By the way, if there's an issue, please answer my phone. If I call you, it's because there's an issue and we need to have a conversation before we look at the house. Yeah. And I've done that. And then I'm like, call a guy, well, um, the house doesn't exist. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, that, that one was probably too far. You know, yeah. you don't want to have this conversation because it makes you look slightly incompetent. But at the end of the day, this house is on Zillow. It's for sale. Great. I'll tell you what, why don't we just schedule it for five o'clock? Um, you know, there's a lot of people looking at houses right now. So I'm going to tentatively schedule it for five o'clock. And what I will do is if there's an issue, I will, I will call it. I will call you. So, yep. and that's literally all you have to do. And, you know, what's that going to look like? Remember this, very easy to set an, to cancel an appointment, much more challenging to set one. So what could happen is you could, you know, I've seen a lot of agents do this. Let me check. Let me call the listing agent. Let me call whatever. And I'll call you back. I call back and they don't answer. And now I've kind of set the appointment and worse than this. I don't know if they're coming to the appointment. I don't know if I'm going to the appointment. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Stay in control of your of, of your phone conversations. So set yourself up for that. And I promise you, if you got an appointment with somebody at five o'clock today and you're calling them at four and four fifteen and four thirty, eventually they're gonna call you back because they don't want to drive all over God's green earth and find out that you're not gonna be there. Yep. You know, so make sure you do that. And by the way, don't do this. Sorry, can't meet you tonight at five o'clock. Don't send a text message because they'll say, Great. But now we're done. <laughs> right. We always have to do that. 
um, yeah. So anyway, let me play just another minute of. There's not very much of this, but I wanted to play something at the end because there's okay. another opportunity missed here. Five zero nine zero, correct. Okay. So, um, are you guys working with another agent? We, you know, just because we've done some of these inquiries, it's the, it's been the same process with you with another gal. Um, we only reached out to another realtor to try to you know, figure out what the market looks like. That's kind of the point of our trip. So, yes, to be completely uh-huh. transparent, we're, we're kind of just interested in seeing the inside of this and meeting a few different realtors. We're not committed to anybody at this point. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so um, yeah, I'll be there at 5 o'clock there in Bentonville. Thank you. Uh, okay. Thank you. Oh. Bye-bye. Okay. So, a couple of things. Is there any other houses that you would like to see tonight after this house? Why? Because I don't want this person hanging up and calling the next person on Zillow. And after that person calling the next person on Zillow. And full disclosure, this has happened to me. I show up, I've got two other houses because I've been a prepared realtor. I've got two other empty houses around the corner and I'm all excited. I'm like, hey guys, if you don't like this one, I got these two other ones and literally had some, oh yeah, we're looking at that with Bob at Remax here in about 30 minutes. Yeah, right. Yep. And Eric pointed out in the chat that she also missed an opportunity to, to find out what this lead is looking for in an agent, right? Which um, is, is, is a great point to make and something that you would want to figure out. Yeah. Um, so Richard Larkin asked this, why wait 30 minutes? Let's go inside now. I don't understand what that means. Oh, that was Eric. Um, I'm not sure what, what he meant there. Um, let's see. Did somebody write? Let's see. Sure, sure, sure. Let, let me read this question. This is out of the oh, Q&A. Oh, Richard Larkin, sorry. Yeah. Is it wise to schedule and then show homes without any represent, uh, representation agreement in place? So is it wise? Um, I don't, I don't, I, wisdom is something that's probably beyond me, so I'm not going to answer that directly. But this is my, this is my philosophy, is very simply, you get one for free. And why? Because too many agents get so focused on representation and pre-approval before they go show somebody is they miss an opportunity. Because I want you to think about this. I don't know about you guys, but if this person calls me off Zillow, says I'm in town, I'm interviewing agents, which is what she said, right? She said, I'm interviewing agents, really. Do I really want to say, well, I'm not going to show you this house until you sign this agreement. In my opinion, all that says is great. You're not my agent. I'll go with one of these other people. And, you know, the law of reciprocity is a real thing. So what am I going to do? I'm going to give you a free showing in hopes that we have a good relationship. We build rapport. I show value. And then you're going to reciprocate and choose me as your agent. So, again, Richard, we don't know each other. And I don't know what the intent of that question was. I will say for all those people who are in litigious states, so basically all of us, make sure that you're disclosing whatever agency that you need to disclose. And what I mean by that is, hey, by the way, you know, I just want to let you know that, in, you know, until we sign an agreement, until we go over this, then technically, um, you know, you're unrepresented. I would love to do that. And I'd love to talk about that later. Whatever your, your method of disclosing agency is, let's make sure that we're doing that, especially if you're showing one of your own listings um, or one of your company's listings and creating dual agency. Yeah, I, uh, Richard, I would say that trying these days, these days, trying to get a buyer broker relationship agreement signed in place before you meet with somebody face to face or before you let them go see a house is very difficult to do and might not be the best business practice. 
what Brian said is that you may have some sort of disclosure that you're required to provide to a consumer prior to doing any kind of business with them or even you know advising them or showing them property so do that but usually that's a disclosure thing it's not an agreement uh, a required agreement um, hopefully that answers the question yeah you know and, and we used to call it sales prevention and not as much with with buyer broker agreements but people are like i'm not showing anybody until they get pre-approved and and i can tell you if if you want to not succeed Unless you have a ton of potential clients, that's a great way to not succeed. So, you know, get get out there and just, I just don't run around playing bellhop, especially to people. I, I agree. So Richard says, I don't run around playing bellhop. And, and here's, you know, who may or may not be qualified. I agree. You get one for free. And, you know, it's just like anything else, though. It's a, it's a lead generation to me. I've done step one of lead generation. I've gotten a phone call. I've gotten you on the phone. Step two is we're going to have a meeting. I'm not going to get anybody to sign. I've never once tried to get anyone to sign a buyer broker until I've met them. Um, yeah. That's just where I come from. So. Yeah. And so for everybody listening, you can just do some, you can prepare the person that you're going to have a business conversation when you see them, right? Something like, hey, Brian, that sounds great, man. I'd love to see you at five o'clock to check out this property. So usually when I have a new potential client like yourself, we'll go out, we'll take a look at a home like this. You and I can meet each other. I can tell you how the process works uh, if you choose to work with my company. And then, you know, if we hit it off and it looks like I can really help you find a great home, uh, you and I can talk about how that professional relationship would work together. Sound good? Sounds good to me. Okay, there we go, right? I've just prepared Brian for that buyer broker relationship conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And again, 98 out of 100 agents are better in person than on the phone. So the buyer broker conversation, for whatever reason, is very challenging for a lot of agents. So do it in your strength. Do it yeah. when you're building rapport in person. Do it when you feel like things are going really well. You know, Dale, it feels like you and I could really work well together. You know, it feels like uh, we, we've got some good things going on. Do you feel like, you know, we would be a good fit for answer? Absolutely, Brian. Uh, perfect. So I'm telling you what, I'm going to show you this and then go over your buyer broker agreement. And, but again, for me, I don't want to do that. I don't know about you, but I sure as heck wouldn't hire an attorney over the phone having talked to them for three minutes. It just, no. it doesn't make sense. Um, right. yeah. uh, Jennifer so. wrote in a, a question here, I think. So in essence, the agency disclosure uh, agreement would be something we would want to hand them at first person contact. Uh, Jennifer, the agency disclosure agreement is something that you either uh, need to it depends on your state, depends on your laws, just follow your laws. If you have a disclosure that needs to be provided to someone, you probably, in depending on your state, would need to email it to them. I've seen it actually as an attachment on <clears throat> uh, real estate agents' emails when they email a confirmation or something to somebody. In some cases, you have to get it signed in order to prove that you provided it to them or whatever it may be. Um, but you know, just follow your state laws, Jennifer, with regard to a having a conversation about them committing to you as their buyer agent that's something you would do face to face is what both brian and i are saying um, all right everybody and connie to answer your question uh youtube is uh cash call is uh on cash call currently is on 
uh, our Smart Inside Sales uh, YouTube channel. Uh, so we have a Smart Inside Sales YouTube channel where we post the replays for Cash Call. You can find them there. Um, if you just go onto YouTube and Google Archdeacon, I'm pretty confident you're going to run into this one because I don't think there's any other Archdeacons on YouTube. Uh, all right, everybody, thanks for joining us today for Cash Call. You, you make the show happen for us, right, Brian? I love it. Thanks, everybody, for being here. Appreciate all the participation. The more you guys participate, the, the better we can be. So really appreciate everybody. Bye.